This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Interviews. Welcome Arun. I think this is possibly my fourth or fifth interview with you. I don't know over the years it may be the 10th because we've been I've been interviewing you since the 80s. Uh this is now your 27th book. Anita gets bail. It's a wonderful title, but I would have titled it Contempt of Court. <laughs> because the whole book as you've written it um has gone through besides Anita's case the kind of nonsense for be- a better word that goes on in the courts and amongst the judiciary uh you've examined and exposed the kafkaesque scenario that happened with Anita and then the irrationality of cases that have gone on as well as the insecurity of judges and their pompous uh orders Now we are meeting on the morning after this fiasco that has happened in Karnataka and the Supreme Court that met at 1:30 in the morning which held the hearings at 1:30 uh, last night or in the morning what do you make of it what does this mean for democracy as such uh, well of course on the Karnataka thing it's a specific matter and it's not dealt with in the book this governor's thing uh, over the years uh, the you know there was a landmark uh, decision by the supreme court on it's called the sr bomai case it's the famous case involving a chief minister of karnataka and the conditions on which governor's rule can be imposed and the limits to a governor's discretion but over the years the supreme court has um, you know swung from one thing to the other they legitimized uh, the, the usurpation of power let us say in goa and in manipur by absolutely minority you have two mlas and you form the government but uh, here the opposite being done in front of their eyes and they are asleep and then who again could, who could uh, who could have been in any doubt that the type of governor that there is in karnataka today uh, would or in any other state would do the center's bidding but so, uh, also it comes to the point that the three judges that were appointed at 1:30 at night to hear the case justice secre bobde and ashok bhushan they're known to be sensitive to the center's needs well i don't that know that brings us to what happened with the four judges who came forth about the yes, appointment of judges i don't know about these three judges uh, personally i have not examined their particular judgments uh, but uh, but the fact of uh, the benches being tailor made for some judgments that has been documented now time and again in uh, by the four judges themselves um, by the complaint which was filed by prashant bhushan against the chief justice by the impeachment motion uh, which uh, uh, the uh, opposition parties had filed in the rajya sabha those examples of the benches being tailor made has uh, that has been documented time and again to no effect what do you think happened in the justice lawyer case because uh-huh. uh, caravan did an excellent story absolutely. and addressed uh-huh. it in your book yes and that uh, niranjan takle the journalist i had met him before the story was published i met him since then also he is one of uh, the persons we would all admire he is a tenacious man just going on with that single you know with the, with the series of investigations actually he has done wonderful things which i have not seen the light of day 
And in this particular case, he found startling facts. The government tried to plant stories to refute the facts. For instance, they say, no, 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 the man had had a heart attack. Uh, let's start with the judges. Okay, the Supreme Court says this uh, case cannot be tried in Gujarat, this Sorabuddin murder case, because the witnesses are being suborned, uh, the, the uh, judiciary is being threatened, the police is fabricating evidence, they are uh, fabricating and immediately filing petitions, uh, FIRs and charge sheets so as to prevent us, the Supreme Court, from hearing it. It's a really strong judgment. They said, therefore, we shifted to Maharashtra. And then they laid down several conditions. The first being, it shall be heard on a day-to-day -day basis from beginning to end by one judge. So one judge is appointed and he starts hearing he says that uh, this fellow uh, Amit Shah must come uh, to the court. He doesn't come, doesn't come. And he says, no, you must come on such and such date. Immediately he's transferred. And the Supreme Court does nothing. It's their own order being violated, but asleep, not asleep. No, looking they're, the, they're active uh, in transferring. Uh, looking, looking the other way. Then this judge lawyer is brought. So he is certainly pressurized that you please discharge Amit Shah immediately. And he says, look here, I have this, I think I made an error that it was 10,000 pages of records. It seems that the record is 22,000 pages. He said, I have to read it, man. I can't just do it. And suddenly he goes on a um, uh, wedding, uh, to attend a wedding in Nagpur. There, uh, there is no record of his having stayed in this Ravi Bhavan. These people say, no, no, often it happens there is no record. Three of them stayed. That's also odd, three of them in one room. In one room with only two beds, such intimate friends. Achha. Then, and actually speaking, I was just now, day before yesterday, at a, a, a function in Bombay, where this book was being discussed with Shekhar Gupta. And in the previous police head of Bombay, uh, Mr. Roy, I think, he got up during the uh, uh, question hour and he said, sir, I have administered the police for years and I can tell you from personal experience that if three judges had been put in one room, we would be in for contempt of not, you know, going by their dignity. And there were vacant rooms in the, uh, in the guest house at that time. Okay, he is there. There is CCTV all over. The CCTV record is not being made available. It may show that nobody was there. Nobody came into the place. Okay. In any case, they say that he had a heart attack at 4 in the morning and by 5 or 30 or 6 he was dead. They take him when he says, I have chest pain. He is fully clad in jeans and shirt. Not He is sleeping like that, is it? He is then taken to a nearby hospital, which is an orthopedic hospital, not a heart hospital. There, they say, see, he had this, uh, here is the ECG, which shows mm. that the, he had a big heart attack. And the dates and timing no, are no, all no. He is supposed to have died on the morning of the 1st of December, and this ECG, 30th of November. So then when that was pointed out, they said, oh, there was a technical glitch in the machine. Strange, mm. that it gave the wrong date. Okay, can you produce another ECG which, uh, in which the same uh, mistake occurred? They couldn't. And 
to culminate the whole thing or to prove the point, in the uh, evidence, in the documents which the Maharashtra government submitted to the Supreme Court, that uh, ECG is missing. No ECG was submitted. Now, from here, he is taken to another hospital. And there, several things happen. They say he is brought dead. But if you look at the bill, the bill has charges for neurosurgery. <laughs> he is dead. What is neurosurgery doing? But it, it coincides with what the sister said, that he had a deep wound on his, at the back of his head. Then the, the, the bill says, diet consultation. Are he's dead. What is this diet consultation? Then they say there is a post-mortem. No, there is an inquest. Now, under the, uh, under the law, the inquest cannot be held except in the presence of the uh, executive magistrate. It is now on record that the executive magistrate was actually not informed till 14 months after the death. Okay, then they say there was a post-mortem. If you see the post-mortem, there the body is identified. Now, they say this X identified him. It turns out, how did this X come in? They say he's a relative. Actually, he's not a relative. Mm. They say, the record says, Y got to know of it. He informed Z. Z rang up A in uh, uh, Aurangabad. Z then rang up a, then he rang, somebody else, B in Nagpur, B rang up this gentleman, and then this gentleman arrives. And the police record, you see, the Supreme Court always says, no, no, but four uh, judicial officers were there. Actually, in the police record, they are not present at all. And if and the, the court says, Supreme Court says, no, 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 you are doubting the judiciary. There are judicial officers who have said this, that, and the other. But actually, if you really want to go by what the judicial officers say, one of them said that the ECG machine in that first hospital was not working at all. Supreme Court, silent. And so on. There are so many things. If the postmortem is held at the time that was that is stated, then the body could not have been taken to the village in which it was. They said, you must cremate it just now. But Arun, so, having exposed things? all this, nothing has come of it. Nothing come of it. Because, you see, if the salt of the earth has lost its saltness, from where would things be salted? Because this journalist takes a personal risk, as you yes, know. Yes, it's yes, a personal absolutely. risk doing a story like this. Absolutely. He resigned in order to publish it. Yes. And, and then had and it published. And then, no, no, more things happen. You see, the Bombay advocate, after the story is published by Caravan, the Bombay Advocates Association immediately um, files a petition in the High Court saying uh, that sir, the, uh, this, there should be an independent inquiry into the circumstances of the death of lawyer. Suddenly, two unknown petitioners turn up in the Supreme Court and suddenly the Supreme Court says, no, 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 you won't, we will hear it. Nobody else will hear the case. Now, in this case, I'll tell you, one of the petitioners said he's a Bombay journalist. He's no journalist. In fact, it so happened that it didn't take me long to find out who he is. I rang up the Indian Express editor in Bombay. 
and he just made inquiries in the office. This gentleman seemed to have been working in Lok Sattah some years ago hmm. and was for certain circumstances not, uh, he couldn't continue to work there. And he was then just jobless from here to there and was doing errands for a BJP politician. Mm-hmm. So suddenly he becomes the petitioner. And then another person saying, I am a Congress lawyer, Congress party says, we don't know this person. And their argument is that no independent inquiry is needed. And the Supreme Court entertains that petition. And who appears for them? For the journalist, the person who appears is a man, is an advocate who appeared for Amit Shah. Mm-hmm. And how is this journalist paying for that senior advocate? Achha, secondly, the person appearing now for the Maharashtra government is one who appeared for Rubabuddin, the brother of Surabuddin, saying that Surabuddin has been killed in a false uh, staged encounter. He's been murdered. And then he suddenly appeared for Amit Shah and now was appearing for Maharashtra government. But Arun, look at the... Uh, that means that any work that a journalist does or exposes to such a degree as has been done and in such detail, it means it's worth nothing because they can get away with it. Well, that's the circumstance today. I feel, though I have a slightly different point of view, you see, as journalists, we must be... Uh, we must look to Gandhiji's example, if I may give a very big example. Gandhiji would always put his demand at a minimum. When he starts the Champaran Satyagraha in 1918 or so, indigo cultivators are in a terrible condition. So what does Gandhiji say? He's, he goes around, goes around, there are mass meetings, everybody is flocking to this Mahatma. He says, the British should set up a committee of inquiry just to inquire into the condition of the indigo cultivators. Now, the British government is in a dilemma. If they set up the committee, they are um, giving in to this half-naked fakir. If they don't set up, Gandhiji's point is proved, that this government, the British Raj, which will not care even to examine your condition, and you are, put, you are looking upon them as your my bab. So also in the case of the journalist. If the story leads to consequences, well, you have done something for improvement of the system. If it does not lead to any consequences, as in this case, you have shown people what you can show, and that is, this is how high the flood has reached. Even when such facts are on record, nothing happens. I mean, the Supreme Court's conduct, you go today to the Supreme Court with a petition. They'll say, have you been to the High Court? In this case, the High Court is hearing the matter, they immediately take it over. Then they don't let those judges before whom the petitions were filed take it over. A bench which is well-crafted is said to hear. Then all these things are ignored. The bench acts as a trial court, <clears throat> but frees itself from all um, uh, provisions that are necessary for trial, as on that inquest business. They don't care. And now they say, nobody else can examine this case, finished. There was a time when, as you know, when something happened within a ministry or whatever, the minister would resign. That, I think, there was a watershed moment when 
Tehelka now disreputed for different reasons, but at that time Tehelka exposed the Operation West End, where they showed Bangaru Lakshman and Jay Jetli and uh, army officers, bureaucrats. Nobody resigned then, and that was the surprise. I, I that think that uh, George, George Fernandez, Fernandez resigned for a short while. Short while but other than that, the government stayed to such a huge expose. Nothing changed. And I think after that, uh, politicians have developed a thick skin that they will Also, not only thick skin, now they have developed technologies of planting stories in, in other papers. They have really control over the media in that sense or in other channels. Yeah. The second uh, thing that is, start some other story. This is the standard technique. Any embarrassing thing comes, firstly, tell various people not to follow it up. And secondly, start some other story. And the media just falls for it. Such transparent tactics and therefore I feel we are culpable. We are not resigning, but we are culpable. But, uh, for example, there are channels almost owned by BJP, not almost, they are owned by BJP uh, supporters and others who have co-opted. Increasingly, even newspapers that we thought could stand up in the last month or so, we're noticing even they're quietening down. One can't say that they're promoting the BJP, but they're quietening down. There seems to be a, a more serious atmosphere amongst journalists. And you've lived through the emergency. I'm not saying this is the emergency, because immediately this, you know, you wouldn't be free to talk like this, whatever comes up. But the fact is that there is a control and Smriti Rani's departure after she's been removed from the Ministry of IMB, the first thing the new minister said was that I will not control the media, it is self-regulated. So there is a sensitive point when we hit back or we react that they will... Yes and no. I think uh, there is a wonderful couplet so this man just let us wait for him for six months mm. and then see what you because after all Smriti Rani could not be issuing those uh, um, what you would instructions and circulars and so on uh, without a clearance. I mean, you can't uh, go for lunch before the P PMO has cleared something. And you think that such a far-reaching circular could have been issued, instructions could have been issued. You had said that this was a testing balloon. Balloon, yes. Yes, and you see, we forget, after all, there was a fact in this case of uh, 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 Rajasthan. Rajasthan issued an ordinance, a very far-reaching ordinance to gag the press. Yes. And uh, could it have been done just like that? Similarly, Maharashtra issued one thing, I, I forget what, um, which again infringed on civil liberties and had to be withdrawn. But uh, all these are trial balloons by different states. If they stay up, then you can advance further. Mm. So, I, and in any case, I feel that in a regime like this, the formal announcement of an ordinance or a law or as administrative instructions is not necessary. Not at all, ah. because they're doing what they do. Ah, the control is uh, uh, insidious. It's far more set, subtle, yes, insidious. <laughs> more difficult to fight when it's insidious. Yes, yes, certainly. Because at least Indira Gandhi announced it and it became clear. Uh, also, that not so much it's more difficult to fight, 
but it is more difficult to uh, it is an easier excuse for those who don't want to fight ki yaar law to dikhao na law to change nahi hua for instance the sedition law has not been changed but just see the way sedition is being used to curb free speech ka nahi halal wo jo kya naam mehwani hardik patel this recent most recent one is this shukla journalist ha so these are sedition hiding sedition ब्रोकन invaders had come into kashmir and so on so they said ki nahi abhi zara rehne do but you see problem is that all laws all institutions are premised on um, well meaning people mm-hmm. on persons of good character but if scoundrels start using the same institutions saying this is what the law says and this is what it will mean what i say but what can a poor constitution other laws, other laws such as the commissions of inquiry which the british has started was a way to sideline and put, bury a subject that commission chalti jaye and it has no power except to suggest things the other one that has been rejected now in america as well as in in england uh, on which our constitutional laws are based is the contempt of court nobody uses contempt of court in the united kingdom anymore and certainly not in america but over here it's still used as if as do not question the judiciary uh, well yes and no i think uh, uh, there have been test cases and you are well familiar uh, you are familiar with those but actually speaking the formal position is that as long as we do not cast aspersions about the motives of the judges it is not contempt of court secondly there has been one great advance under atulji's government it's an advance which i had argued for in a contempt of court case Uh, which was filed against me um, that truth must be regarded as a defense yeah. and that is now the law so we should be able to prove the truth in these matters so uh, we should be able to argue the truth of what we are saying and third thus far i mean tomorrow the court can change and i uh, but thus far the court has said that yes you are welcome to analyze our judgments and we should use that freedom i think it will be enough if we only analyze their judgments in detail it will be enough to um, to alert them that they are being watched they are actually today secure in the knowledge that the journalists and others are not examining their judgments and the lawyers and all who are after all very competent to examine the judgments they don't do so because they know that tomorrow they'll have to go before the same judge to argue a case law faculty pata nahi kya karti hai hamari like all other faculties so we must use this uh, in um, your case that was being heard anita's case uh, it's interesting that when the judge said of course the record is clear you people did not build any structure the plot belongs to accused number 2 but if at this stage the case against you is dismissed 
it will be alleged that this has been done under political pressure or that money has changed hands. The person who said this had been and was to continue to be the most considerate and helpful. I couldn't muster anger at him and it was futile to get angry at the system. Now, what I've is... I've been careful to, to make sure that I don't say the judge said it. That would be... Um, that well, would, it's clear that the judge well, said well, it. <laughs> yes, yes, it may be clear, but I have not said it. Okay, <laughs> so, so you're not in contempt. Yes. But what we're seeing here yes, is yes, exactly. that everyone is a victim. Everyone is uh, within the system, has to watch out for himself. And sometimes even though they know something is wrong, I remember in that um, Shankar Sharma and Divina case, when it was the Tehelka no. investors, when it was being heard and most unreasonably uh, the judge refused bail to Shankar Sharma. And then uh, clearly realizing that it was unfair, he said under his breath, Mere bhi ghar mein bibi bachche hai. Wow. So that's, that's the situation where everyone feels threatened and insecure. Yes. And actually even the honest person will feel uh, will feel uh, will be fearful of doing the obviously correct thing. Because the whole thing has got so vitiated that people expect that for some collateral purpose threat but why can't they face that? Supposing this judge said, do it has been, it, uh, money has changed and he stands up to yes, it. Why yes, can't absolutely. he do that? I, absolutely. I don't, that's India. That's what Gandhiji used to say. You see that we are 300 million people. 300 million people at that time, Burma and Pakistan and Sri Lanka included. And the Britishers are only 30,000 and they are able to rule us. Because of these sort of built-in fears, uh, I can't understand why people just don't say, yes, this is the correct thing, I'll do it. There are judges who do it. Yes, there are judges. I've shown that the, the, uh, the judge who tried, uh, who presided over the trial of Jailalitha. I was just coming Dekuna, to that. Huh, yeah. And he's now the judge in the Karnataka High Court. There are judges like him. There's a CBI judge in the case of Nirmal Yadav, uh, no, but in both cases that you bring up, Jayalalitha's case as well as Nirmal Yadav's case, it was dependent on who was in power at that time. Uh, well, no, the uh, Dekhuna the, the was no, the power kept changing. Jayalalitha came back to power, but this, this judge at the trial court, he just didn't fall for any of the tricks or blandishments or pressures of uh, the uh, lawyers before him. But then so there were judges... Similarly, just one second, in that Nirmal Yadav case, the CBI judge in Chandigarh, the CBI filed a closure report. He refused to accept the closure report. Ah, he said, no, you have to investigate further. And what about this and what no, about that? No, not Milan Banerjee. Milan Banerjee was the one who... Ah, Milan Banerjee and, uh, and that uh, Vahanwati, both, they tried to cover up. They were attorneys, general of India, and they tried to cover up the entire case, saying that nothing is But they did, didn't they? they? She, she was transferred, uh, then she retired happily. No uh, action was taken against uh, well, her. Uh, there's a, charge, a case going on. But the fact of the matter is, that's a good point about the transfer. That is uh, illustrated both by... Justice Karnan's case, who uh, you know was not balanced from the very beginning, and from this Justice Nirmal Yadav's case, 
When Justice Karnan became a real problem in the Madras High Court, what is the solution they found? They transferred him to the Calcutta High Court. <clears throat> Similarly, in um, Justice Nirmal Yadav's case, when a charge sheet had been filed, uh, when the case was investigated and all this business, what did what is the solution they found? They transferred her to the Uttarakhand uh, High Court. Un bicharon ne kya kiya ki you should have such a judge before them. Yeah. But in in Jayalalitha's case, um, there was it was clear that she had income which was beyond uh, uh, assets beyond undisclosed, her undisclosed assets. She didn't have anything to prove that she had an income to justify all her assets, and yet. It went on for years and years and years, and you've 20 given twenty years. Twenty years, and you've given pages and pages on all the Tricks. methods they used yes. to postpone, to adjourn, to fix, and all that. So, it I can't can you can say that the judicial system this this doesn't work. Well, both things it shows. You see, for instance, in the case of delays, why do you allow those adjournments? That is one point. Second is that the among the among the persons who held up the case was none other than the Supreme Court itself. On one small matter, I've written that matter of what the appeal was for, and the Supreme Court delayed its judgment on that particular point for five years, and therefore the case could not proceed in Karnataka. Hmm. So all of these people are culpable. The greatest culpability in this, I feel, are the lawyers. But in Jailalitha's case, it was Justice Kumaraswamy oh, yes, who acquitted her ah. and said that uh, there's no. no... By completely fabricated <laughs> calculations, which I have shown, which of course yes, uh, Dekuna has shown, and the Supreme Court then nailed that this is without foundation. You see, there is a house. It has a marble, probably you know, all sorts of expensive fittings and so on. So now you have to calculate the cost of this asset, the value of this asset, and where she could have got the money to build it. So how does he calculate the cost of construction per square foot? He says, I will look at the sentry box outside oh. <laughs> and see. That cost is used. There are 20 such devices that this man uses to understate the value of her assets and then to increase the resources which she had. He calculates loans which you just cannot calculate. Hmm. Of course, how she keeps getting these loans uh, from the Union Bank of India and or whatever the other banks which I've listed there, that's itself uh, uh, shows you why the, uh, why the public sector banks are in the condition in which they are. But other than that, the point was that he just inflated the loans, inflated the income so that you could show this and then diminish the value of the assets by patently indefensible means. Well, you've given uh, four pages of methods used yes. on how to extend the case, mm. one way or the other, four pages of phrases, actually. And so you've ad edited yourself to a shorter thing of what it really you could write a whole book on no, how it actually, was adjourned. Mr. B.V. Acharya, uh, the uh, uh, person who was the advocate general for five times, and who is the hero of this case? Because he did not let go of the case. He says at the, in his memoir, it's, the memoir is called All From Memory, he writes that after the Jalalitha case, he learned so many tricks that the lawyers could employ that he felt he can write a book called The Law of Adjournments, <laughs> how to do it. But then I don't want to help the 
um, the uh, culprits, he says. I mean, um, Nirmal Yadav's case, it shows, I think, ex it completely exposes how they will protect their own, oh, yes. no matter what. It was a clear-cut case. And if you, as you've written uh, Milan Banerjee's judgments, uh, it's, it's pure fiction. Ah, it's uh, his opinion. And then by Vahanvati, I mean, both so-called attorneys general of India. And they've justified, they've said that there's no... Ah, no evidence in this technicality and it does not involve this and does not involve that. Which goes back to your point that they don't feel watched. They feel that they can get away with anything because these are falsehoods. Yes, and actually speaking, these um, uh, opinions of these two attorneys general would not have come into the public light, but for that CBI judge, who in his judgment put all these outside in the public domain. Neither these would remain in files. So what we're seeing with all this terrible stuff going on in India, there's always one thorn to prick their bubble. Yes, I hope there are more thorns. I mean, but we there, there's always someone who comes up and exposes it, in yes. some sense. So I'm just but trying Madhu, to give our young readers some hope. <laughs> but the problem is, Madhu, that um, you know, rely, hope is not policy, as uh, Schultz once said. Then, secondly, yes, some bubbles are pricked by these individual thorns, but we don't know how many are not pricked, because we. We don't know how many things are happening. After all, if you look at these terrorism cases and how the evidence has not been brought to the judge, the judge says, even in this 2G case, Judge Saini said, I sit here from 10 in the morning till 5 in the evening and the prosecution is not bringing the evidence. Similarly, in the uh, 2G case, the government has changed and therefore, the uh, sorry, in the terrorism cases, government changes and the investigation agencies change their view and and the judges also change the view judges change the view judges refuse to notice and for, uh, actually judges are also culpable in this sense for instance in the jailalitha case 76 witnesses have been examined and suddenly she comes back to power 67 of them go back on their word given under oath in terrorism cases this is happening all the time in Sohrabuddin's case, uh, Shekhar Gupta reminded me that 52 witnesses have already resigned and in not one case has the power which the code gives to a judge to haul up a person for perjury been used. In England, in America, you say that our system is modelled after them. Actually, you just can't perjure. It's a very, it's very, serious, very serious, which is what... Uh, uh, president Trump and his team are facing right ah, now. The president, if he goes uh, and says something, he'll be hauled up for that separate crime. So the other thing that you uh, wrote about was this, the National Police Commission was formed 40 or now 45 years ago and uh, DG Prakash Singh has chased that story and filed petition after petition. but. The Supreme Court gave its verdict that in 2006 it should be implemented. It hasn't been implemented and finally Prakash Singh filed a, a petition for contempt for not being implemented. But why is there this inaction? Why does it not suit the states 
or to implement what is good for the police uh, no, and for is, citizens uh, well because they are not uh, they are the state they want private the police to be a private army oh, available yeah. to them when they are in office without accountability without accountability and so the the lesson from that is that we should not be surprised at what the politician is making of the police force and of the investigative agencies but what the courts are condoning in that prakash singh's case he's pursuing it for 25 years he keeps coming back to the court he's an honorable officer nobody doubts his facts and the court does nothing so court is complicit in helping the politician convert the pol uh, the police into a private guard but how does this benefit the judiciary no, it no, weakens no, them no no because they are and you know we think of judiciary and politicians but this old phrase of the interlocking webs of mutual complicity they are not different i think that is the problem because yes. right now we are seeing this mesh with business and politicians educational institutions institutions politicians journalists news organizations and politicians i wouldn't say and, politicians and business organizations and business organizations business all in mesh together yes and um, which makes the average citizen a spectator of and a helpless victim agar kabhi yeah. chakki mein aa gaye to phir there is done no for. you're done for you've described in one section uh, a couple of pages of the poor condition in courts and they're actually abysmal my one of my daughters is a lawyer and i was really concerned because she was working till the last day before she delivered a baby and i was concerned that you know the hygiene over there the toilets the lack of water basic amenities are completely missing now this is their own why don't they clean up their own act acha very interesting so the um, point i have made there is that the executive keeps the judiciary in the position of a supplicant sir please sir budget mein allocations are aur kar dijiye and there are Uh, judgments and judgments i have given the case of maharashtra in which they say that if the fire systems are not working uh, a record room nahi hai ye hai wo hai and they keep giving these judgments and the executive does nothing at all because the executive wants to keep them in the position of a beggar but you only become a beggar if you decide yourself to become no, a beggar exactly so that you could re you would want to use the power of contempt that's when you should have used it when the fellows did not implement your instructions in regard to let us say infrastructure for your own work and again the supreme court has said there that you the center cannot say or the uh, state government cannot say that oh we don't have the finances for it because giving justice is one of the basic features of the indian constitution you can't plead financial incapacity for not doing your duty under that they say this in the judgment but they don't enforce it you've written also that 56 uh, persons who filed for rti were killed and regularly particularly in the states not in delhi so much uh, there is a routine killing of journalists who bring up stories which are uncomfortable to those in power now that by itself is a uh, detriment to Uh, and uh, you know it's it's very frightening for because when you become a journalist you don't really sign up like in the army that i'm going to risk my life you sign up to write stories or to bring the truth to people not with this idea that i'm going to bring truth to people and each time i do that i risk my life the same with rti petitioners that's right and that is why and in the freedom of press index 
we are so far yes, down. Yes, we've gone down 138 now. 138 now, and I think we are lower than Afghanistan. Yes. That's exactly the point. And we keep talking of the largest democracy in the world and so on. So, uh, you know, I think we should wake up. As citizens, we should wake up to the condition to which India has been reduced in these matters. You wrote about the uh, Kalikopul uh, case, and it's the saddest story. I mean, the widow has got no justice. Is there any any kind of solution to that kind of a situation, where the man has written in detail in his suicide note, and yet nothing was done? Nothing was done. Absolutely. The Supreme Court just shut its eyes. You see, if you if those persons who are charged with a particular responsibility refuse to do anything, what can you do? And Karikopul's case is just exactly a, a, an example of that. And then when they start uh, fixing these benches business, then the next case, which is that medical college case, you see, hmm. the, again, the, the proposition is very simple that the CBI has the recordings of conversations talking of bribe being given to X or Y and thereby thing, orders being obtained. Now, if these CBI recordings remain only with the government, the government has a handle over the judge. So they said, hold an independent inquiry. What is the problem with that? But you fix a bench and then that nothing happens to that particular case and in fact, you you penalize the person who has brought you that information. Yes. So what to do? So you have, um, in many I cases... If I may just add one sentence. I think people just don't realize how far the termites within the tree have eaten up the institution. And how this, when this tree, I mean, already hollowed, when it falls, how many people and liberties, etc., will be crushed? Nothing will survive. You've um, researched and written about the President's Chief Justice Mishra's uh, judgments in very numerous cases. It is embarrassing, frankly, as a citizen, I would say, that this man who writes judgments like this, and I would read, <laughs> our, I would urge our viewers to read those passages. There's something like. Uh, sentences in complete Latin, which nobody will. I've never had to pull out a dictionary for any of your books, but this time I had to to even try to understand. And some of them, even after the, they you, make no sense. They, they don't make sense. It's just used for the sake of it to sound pompous and write pages and pages of absolute. Uh, you no, talked the about women and then yes, so and so said there's this a case on female infanticide, and he's giving lectures on uh, as if an average Indian does not know uh, the story about women in India, and he's yes. informing the world. And also that the authorities he is quoting of somebody from the West and some Milton philosopher from the Thakar French, they are not going to have any influence on Haryana in Haryana, not where, at all. where the little children are being killed, and a judgment which nobody can comprehend and has no effect and cannot be implemented. And the same thing he did in um, in this um, national anthem, uh -huh. going into such excruciating in, in detail, detail huh? absolute nonsense. Uh, there are... And not seeing the consequence of that. You say everybody must stand up, it must be played in every hall and must stand up, but my little Adit can't stand up. And in Goa and in Guwahati, people beat up. 
a guy who couldn't stand who up. could not stand up because he's in a wheelchair and then these fellows have to keep issuing clarification after clarification and idiotic things no liquor van shall be there within 500 meters of the and could not be visible from the national highway and just see how many times they've had to modify those yeah. judgments so what is this going on i mean you are just trying to be uh, it's almost as if you are being theatrical ek bahut bada pose maar diya and after that you have to keep you know adjusting yourself to the reality or, the, or to the consequences of what you have laid down even the the person who filed the case about the liquor regretted it because he couldn't get a drink no no that was part, but you see the national highway goes through chandigarh hotels have been built in chandigarh so firstly the chandigarh administration came ki bhi hum inka kya kare and gurgaon aur gurgaon acha to phir hua ke nahi sahab by national highways we don't mean in the first judgment it was even those going through the cities then they said no we mean national highways properly understood which are connecting one city to the other in kerala the hindustan times published a photograph somebody had a liquor vent here highways here Oh, you can't be within 500 meters. So what did he do? He made a maze. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "You said you had to walk more than 500 meters to get to his place." In another case in Gurgaon, they changed the entrance to the hotel. So no problem. I mean, you are. Well, you have to trust Indian jugaad. There's always a way to get out of following a rule. Wonderful. And therefore, the uh, courts, which give these high falutin judgments, when they don't. and take into account how uh, people will get around them they are holding themselves up to ridicule are yes. yaar dekho inhone kya kiya aur dekho ji humne kya kar diya but uh, if you look at read all the judgments that you have reproduced here one it strikes you how isolated judges are that they don't know what is happening around uh, on the ground they are told that they have to isolate themselves that they cannot socialize whatever but what step stops them from going into a market going into a street uh-huh. reacquainting themselves no, actually, to what is happening actually i put it to the magistrate ki sab aap there are 700 accused before you in like anita saying ki you have built illegal houses and so on ab ek you are going to spend so much time on these just cases go there. just go there once and see ki kis plot mein ghar hai kis plot mein ghar nahi hai baat khatam आप यहाँ बैठे हुए कभी एडजर्नमेंट दे रहे हो कभी लॉयर स्ट्राइक है कभी लॉयर्स इलेक्शन है इन मेनी प्राइवेट कॉन्वर्सेशन विद फ्यू जजेस इट रियली स्ट्रक मी ऑफ हाउ दे डोंट नो वॉट इज हैपनिंग एट ऑल फॉर एन एवरेज पर्सन वेन दे गिव दीज जजमेंट्स ऑल्सो वन ऑफ द थिंग्स दैट इज अ मेजर प्रॉब्लम नाउ इन द कोर्ट्स दे हैव नो अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी and that's become a big issue because when somebody says that this tape has been this recording has been doctored they don't understand that when a recording is doctored it's very visibly doctored there's even a lay person can understand that this has been doctored and but they will what they, they, their big thing is send it to the forensic lab yes. but the forensic lab is being managed by the politician exactly. or by some interested party and uh, what to do I mean, I well, you you are asking me what to do. You've given a list at <laughs> yeah. the end yeah, the, of your book on what we can do, and but that's the question that I wanted to ask you. For most people, not most, for everyone in India, life every day is a struggle. Even if you're a wealthy businessman, if you're the poorest of the poor, it's a struggle. Where is the time to be an activist? It is so hard. 
if you're not trying standing in line to get one thing or the other done or school admission done or somebody's harassing you in the tax department for whatever reason something is always happening around your life which doesn't give you time to focus on what you're talking about because as i see having lived in america a lot of people have the time to get involved in civic action because their basics are taken care of they're not fighting to correct my bill what have you given me that you know it's three times the amount of what i used all that kind of thing it gives you the time to be a good citizen what does one do over here when every citizen is involved in just pure survival that's right that but you see uh, these are our circumstances and we have to find time in spite of our circumstances otherwise you can be sure that nothing will get done because these uh, fellows who are the ruling class and the ruling groups they are quite comfortable with the way things are unke liye koi mushkil nahi hai aadhar card kisi ki aapko cremation karwani hai i have to struggle to find his aadhar card but they don't have to find anything any problem you want a kidney, kidney transplant tomorrow it will be done you want heart surgery tomorrow it will be done the whole state works for them that's why i have always said that in india the only truly private sector is the public sector <laughs> because it is the private sector of whoever is in office and that's the but in about to answer your very important question yes none of us has the time but given our circumstances the only way to get out of this quicksand is to find the time to do something you know whether we cut on our sleep cut down on our sleep or somehow make time or one member of the family takes care of the aadhar cards and the other member devotes himself to studying judgments something get organized at home <laughs> delegate you've written this that as a result today vulgarity has become a right mediocrity has become the norm standards are derided as a conspiracy to keep the poor down ignorance such as in examples in colleges and schools if you demand cleanliness for in government schools or toilets or they're trying to do it now but there's still a huge gap in what's been done it's the answer is always uh, we're not america at least the, they're getting a school that kind of like you bring down your standards instead of improving them and then you say ignorance of facts becomes a ground for sticking to an unfounded opinion intimidation has become argument and assault is proof and we're going to compete in the world you ask similarly by extending the definition of the state and other authorities to encompass governmental enterprises have the courts not enabled a perverse work culture to spread in them and thereby helped in sending them to their deaths yes so then actually you know this is an echo of a, a point of a very great book called the revolt of the masses in the 20s and 30s there was a spanish historian and philosopher ortega gasset these are the points he makes at that time that see the fall of standards and this is what it is vulgarity is becoming the right and mediocrity is becoming the norm i may have paraphrased the book but that's right if you see the reservations culture if you see you know for everything jaise aapne kaha ki we are not america in in india there's an explanation like that for not doing anything okay you say compare india to china they say nobody wo to dictatorship hai you said no, but this helps. see the efficiency in singapore punctuality in singapore no no but that's just a city state we could make calcutta the same way they said but in america it is like this they say no no but they could kill off the native americans and now therefore they have so much land 
therefore they are rich. So for everything we have some excuse and well then uh, things will remain as they are. One thing that you have brought up in this book which I think many people don't know about and I think our viewers should really look at this is the court's directions to our security forces. Yes. And to how, they should approach, how they should approach a terrorist, how to arrest them, make sure that your badge is visible to them, prepare a memo of what you are doing to them, record everything. How is this possible? Is this, is this person who's written this not aware of what our jawans or what our officers are going through? That's exactly the point, that they are not aware. Similarly, if you see many of the economic judgments on economy and on factories and so on, they are not aware of what competition we have to face. They, as you rightly said, they are not aware of technology. So in this case, they really are not aware. We should put these people, like the parliamentarians and politicians, in the frontline villages in Kashmir. Then they will understand. Or send their kids. Kids. Huh? Not one of them has a son there. Son, yes, if they yes. had a son there, they'd be sensitized. Yes. So therefore, to sit here, you know, the court swings from keep shutting its eyes to the obvious oppressive acts of the state to all these libertarian judgments which have no uh, uh, no relationship with what is the situation on the ground this is the problem i have so a, you have both a suspicion sides that this has been plagiarized from some other country it could be could be and no mind has been applied to our current circumstances and it's just been lifted from what they think is the proper thing to do from some other country. It could be. I and think. you know, sometimes people get caught up in their own self-image. I mentioned the case of a judge there who used to send his judgments through an Australian judge to the Magsese Foundation yes. so as to get a, pri a, a small thing like a Magsese Award. Just because you know, I'm they such, such a big libertarian, the pillar of liberty. But so, the fact that they're writing thousands of pages of uh, judgments on small issues, relatively small issues, which are not life and death issues, such as the national anthem and the uh, Ramlila ground incident with Ramdev. And Ramlila ground Pages and pages on sleep. Sleep, yes. Every, paragraph, every second paragraph on the importance of sleep. And the Irish say this and so and so. That either the judge wants to put us to sleep or, <laughs> or he can't sleep and therefore he's always thinking about sleeping. Pages after pages. But do they think that this is going to be historically important? God, no. What is the reason? No, I think that one reason is... They Madhu could speed up the cases if they just write two-page judgments. Two, That's yes. all you need. Lord Denning's judgments are two pages. He changed the course of law. Just, and he will quote only a 17th century president. And but here, any, they are quoting themselves, and they are quoting themselves, quoting themselves, and so on. So that the, page, the thing is 50 pages, 100 pages. So therefore, and maybe one suggestion is that they should have sub-editors who will <laughs> say that the sleep thing has already been quoted once. That's enough. You've written about judges that they should have some sense of the implications and the consequences of their judgments. Now, the case over the disputed Ayodhya site claimed by both, as you know, Hindus and Muslims, which will be taken up by the Supreme Court. A three-judge bench of the top court, headed by Chief Justice Deepak Mishra, put off the hearings and expected them, he, he postponed them. But he said 
that he would deal with this only as a pure land dispute. Now that to me is very ominous because if you're going to deal with it as a property dispute between say two brothers and not be aware of the consequences of your judgment, I think that's really waiting to start uh, a lot of violence and a lot of um, pain for the country. Well, actually speaking in that, there are many conspiracy theories and I don't know if you want me to dilate on, I mean in India, just as we have Jugaad, we have many, in every country, a lot of conspiracy theories uh, about that particular uh, decision. And, but on the general question of their not knowing, the, uh, not thinking through the consequences, I'm completely with you. In fact, I have pointed out that in, in cases like the case called Glenrock and so on, the uh, the rhetoric is such that it assails even the one dike which has protected us in India from the excesses of the executive and parliament and that is the, the doctrine of the basic structure. If you study those judgments, they really cast that into doubt. But in the case of Ayodhya, there are all sorts of um, what you call um, theories about why and what may be done. You know, some one theory is maybe before the elections, the uh, judgment favorable to the Ram and the construction will be given, and that will become the great election plank. The other is that as the claimant for uh, the land is the Shia Waqf board. Hmm. Okay, so you will give say that the Shia Waqf board has a title to the land, and a deal would have been made with the Shia Waqf board that they will say, okay, you can construct the temple here, we will get the land elsewhere for a mosque. A third theory is, and if you want to be even more diabolical, that uh, no, the judgment will hold that the entire the mosque was completely structured, it should never have been destroyed, and therefore it should remain like this, and that will become the great way of uh, stoking Hindu sentiment, we count for nothing. Supreme Court is saying this. So many conspiracy theories. That is all of it are quite frightening. <laughs> but the fact that such conspiracy theories uh, should be the uh, should be so prevalent shows our lack of faith in the judiciary and in things being done on facts. It really is a. It's like uh, that they are they are like any other politicians. But either part of this conspiracy or part of that conspiracy. Given the situation as it is in the judiciary, the educational institutions, all the pillars, um, the executive, journalism, what do you think, if Gandhi was a young man today, what do you think he would do? You know, he would, uh, actually I have given what I think is the sovereign remedy and it is the Gandhian remedy. And that is that each of us, in spite of being busy with our own lives, takes up one judge, takes up one issue, and either the judgments of that judge or the judgments on that issue, he keeps reading again and again, analyzing them in detail and putting them, let's say, on the internet. Or now there are very good websites, Bar and Bench, Live Law, which specialize in judgments, and sending it to that particular judge or that cohort of judges that is the remedy, that they should know that we are watching them. That would be the Gandhian remedy. There's a wonderful uh, couplet of a um, Pakistani poet called Ahmed Faraz. He said, Ki, Shikwa e zulmate shab 
से तो बेहतर था कि शाम की डार्कनेस के का गिला करने से कि की शिकायत करने से तो बेहतर था शिकवाए जुल्मत शब से तो बेहतर था अपने हिस्से की कोई शमा जलाते जाते अपने हिस्से की कोई कोई शमा जलाते जाते जस्ट इफ यू हेड बर्नड वन कैंडल विच वॉज विद इन योर कैपेसिटी सो दैट इज अवर रेमेडी आई थिंक आई रियली टेल यू इफ द सीनियर एडवोकेट्स वर टू डिवोट लिटल टाइम टू दे एक्चुअली डोंट यू हैव टू डिवोट टाइम दे नो द फ्लॉज एंड स्ट्रेंथ ऑफ अ जजमेंट इफ दे डिक्टेटेड दैट इफ दे डिस्चार्ज दैट रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी टूवर्ड्स द जुडिशरी विच दे कीप सेंग दैट दे आर अ पार्ट ऑफ इफ द लॉ फैकल्टी पीपल इन सो मैनी लॉ कॉलेजेस वी हैव इफ दे रियली प्रोड्यूस फर्स्ट रेट एनालिसिस ऑफ दीज जजमेंट्स इफ जर्नलिस्ट एंड कॉमन सिटीजन्स वी स्टडी दीज जजमेंट दे आर नॉट डिफिकल्ट टू स्टडी एंड सम ऑफ दम आर सो लुडिकस आई हैव शोन दैट एनी बॉडी स्टडिंग दैम वुड बी एबल टू एटलीस्ट सी दैट फीचर वेल वी वुड मेक ए बिगिनिंग इन इनपुट मेकिंग द जजेस मोर अलर्ट Arun, what would you do if you were in government today? Supposing you were in charge of the finance ministry, what would be the first thing you would do? Resign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if I if with this government, yes. The reason for that is, I think that we must look. It's the duty of professionals to look at the character of a regime as a whole, and then to, if the character of the regime, the entire character. is is um, undesirable is harmful to the country and the people you must dissociate yourselves from that regime we our job is not to be albert spears that if we are asked to make the great berlin cathedral we'll make that as the great parliament building and if we are asked to make very good gas chambers efficient gas chambers we will do that no that's not our job and that is one of the lessons of this book i pointed in this in this particular case to the lawyers for instance you see every profession madhu has devised self serving rationalizations among journalists or we are just neutral we have to present the facts so sir what is your view so sir what is your view balanced journalism story over civil service their our job is sir they are the elected representatives my job is to execute what they say so I am just a very civil servant, servant, huh? Rather than the servant of civil society. For us, for the lawyers, I have to defend anybody who comes to me. So the greatest crooks get the best lawyers. So our job as professionals is not to be Albert Spears. Hitler asks us make the biggest dome and most beautiful boulevard in Berlin. It it must last a thousand years, and we do that. And then he says no. I want efficient carriages to carry Jews to the concentration camps, and then I want a wonderful gas chamber there, where the maximum number can be executed in one day with minimum expenditure of gas, and we do that. We must look at the character of the regime as a whole, and when that character is injurious, as I feel, for instance, today, then you must dissociate yourself from that regime, and that's the task which the persons today just don't. Don't discharge their duty. They don't discharge. So, so the then, Arun, then I think the government was clever enough enough to understand to not include you in their government well, because they, they possibly could foresee that this would happen. Well, 
then they've been very kind to me but I think now that four years people are continuing to say कि सब ये ये कहता है इसलिए क्योंकि इसको government में नहीं लिया गया they are attaching so much importance to a ministry that is said all the time that he is only saying this because he wasn't included what is this nonsense I mean they seem to attach and actually speaking there is I see some reason for hope in that because you know the abuse of Modi bhakts has become repetitive. That shows they can't think of anything for four years. They're just recycling the same message. And I'm, I would feel, actually speaking, that the whole abusive operation, the, uh, the operation of abuse is being run by a very few persons who then have software which changes the message and multiplies it in you know, 20,000 times. Because it is so repetitive. For four years, you, you mean can't... You don't, you don't believe that these are real humans? Uh, I absolutely. think they are robotic humans who are not thinking. Could be. Could be. Maybe that's a better description. But the position is that they are really not thinking because for four years, they have not been able to find a single fact which I have stated that is wrong. They have not been able to find a single new argument. Mm. But he's just saying this because he wasn't included. Oh, my God. And how do you relate Ghalib to the Bhakts? No, no, he says that the world is nothing the whole world is nothing but a plaything before me. The whole world is nothing but a plaything before me. The whole world is nothing but a plaything the flying throne of Solomon is but a play toy, toy for in, in front of me. Ik baat hai, just words. The miracles of Jesus are just a story before me. And these fools are thinking that the ministry is so important. That those are the ideals that have been held up. These very idiots will be talking of Vedant. Um, this soul and Brahma being one and at the same time they are all the time looking for some uh, abusing and abusing on the ground that the ministry was so important Are if the cosmos and the soul is one and you should be worried about a ministry <laughs> they are idiots absolute idiots but that is the point that this vulgarity has become the norm abuse has become discourse and this mediocrity is now the sort of standard. My father used to say, Ek bari sharam utar jaye, toh fir kuch bhi kar sakta So I think this is what has happened in this last decade, I would say. That humari sharam utar gai hai. Izzat se baat karna bohat mushkil lagta hai. That is one point. And this, the standard is being set by the leaders. If the Prime Minister of India can speak the way he does, well, then why not these bhagats? They will speak 20 times more and he will patronize them by... You see, you look at their... Following thing. them. Ah, following. Blessed to be followed by. So it is not inadvertent. And then those very fellows are given posts in government and the party. So it is... Um, it is the example is set very high up. I'm going to end with reading a passage from one of uh, our esteemed judges and you guys are permitted to laugh. Achha. So this is in the middle of it and this is all one sentence. 
the effect of the landlord personally directing, accepting or turning of rent qua the dem demised premises from the tenant in detraction of the statutory mode does hold the consequence of the landlord waiving his rights to seek eviction of the tenant right whereof stood bestowed upon him under executable decree pronounced in rent petition number 1-2 of 96, inference whereof when stands construed in coagulation with the landlord subsequent of the pronouncement recorded by the rent controller in rent petition number 1-2 of 1996, his in the year of 2003 instituting another petition and it goes on and on and on. Funnily enough, this was sent to the Supreme Court, which they wrote after reading it, after hearing learned counsel, it is not possible to comprehend the contents of the impugned order passed by the High Court. If they can't understand it, why is it written that way? Well, and he goes to writing, this is, I, I actually studied um, a small item in the wire had led me to study the judgments of this judge in the Himachal Pradesh High Court. And I studied about 10, 12, I mean, I They're wasted like my this. time. They're all like this. So what do you think, to end with, a lot of it is our present Chief Justice's uh, judgments written much like this with sentences of Latin and talking about quoting and quoting as we discussed. What can we do to improve the quality of judges instead of just people coming by turn as if it's a relay race? Yes, I think that requires an extensive uh, examination because maybe, um, firstly, I'm against giving the uh, baton back to the politicians as they tried to do in this National Judicial Commission. The court was completely right in saying this is an assault on the autonomy of the judiciary and we will not... Uh, countenance that. But uh, the judges themselves have to introspect and find some ways by which they can um, spot better quality judges. It is the indecent law of second-rate persons selecting third-rate persons <laughs> and doing it for 30 years and you get to this lot. And now that the judiciary has shown itself how compromised it is. Just see this uh, Justice Joseph's case from the Uttarakhand High Court. Now, for the third time yesterday, the collegium is frozen and they can't uh, stand up to the executive. It just shows how very far gone the independence of the judiciary is. And it also a shows... a very serious situation in all, on all fronts. On all fronts. And it also shows what one good man can do and what one man uh, who is either weak or compromised or willing to go along with the executive can do, just as Justice A and Ray during the emergency. So also, uh, so I think, but you see, the lesson, Madhu, is that the judges alone cannot pr protect freedom if the citizens are going to sleep. And the citizens alone cannot protect freedom if the judges are going to do the bidding of the political executive. So everybody has to do his bit. Actually, that's, that's what happened in the emergency, which people don't realize. When they look back, they just see the heroes who went to jail. We forget the fact that 99% of the country did nothing. Uh -huh. They were asleep. You hear little news, usko jail mein dalos, but nobody did anything. Didn't. They didn't come out on the streets. Nobody did anything. Everyone was again apni kursi safe rao ghar mein. Pakistani poet Ibn Insha ka bhoat achi line hai ki humara culture ye hai truth is good righteousness is good haq acha iske liye koi aur mare to aur acha so that is our culture oh, that's terrible we are always waiting for pe yaar tum kuch karo na
So we'll end on that note to tell our viewers that please get this book, Anita Gets Bail, or Kuch Karo. Padke Kuch Karo. Please be inspired. Thank you, Haru. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.